Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for giving us uh, some of your time uh, here this morning. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. It shapes up like this. We will start uh, at the bottom of the hour with our friend Stephen Sippel from On3 Media, covers Nebraska. Nebraska trying to get bowl eligible. They head to Madison this weekend before hosting the Hawkeyes on Black Friday. See snow in the forecast, by the way. You're not, your mic's not on. Oh, really? There you go. Yes. Much better. Much easier for the audience yes, to hear yes. it this way. Snow. Snow in the forecast, apparently, in Lincoln for Black Friday. Anyway. First to double digits wins that one. You could be right, Trent. You could be right. That that Will this break the record as far as the lowest of all time total that gets posted? We shall see uh, starting next week. So, Stephen M. Sipple on the Big Ten and on Nebraska at the bottom of the hour. Lee Sterling will join us to kick off our number two, or uh, beg your pardon, to finish up our number one, ParamountSports.com. Lee will have a handful of games to opine on. We will speak with him at about 11.50. David Eichholz going to help us out with the Hawkeyes, where they go with the Cooper. Dejean news. Sounds like Weijin is going to return punts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been tapped to, uh, that's his spot, but, but what a blow. We'll get into that coming up here. And then we will give four of you an opportunity to win some chicken wings to the runner-up and $50 to whoever wins it to use as they wish uh, when it comes to um, a gift certificate from the Chicken Coop, of which there are three locations, Urbandale, Ankeny, and West Des Moines. We'll tell you more about those at uh, 1230 or thereabouts. So the news is almost, what, 23 hours old or whatever it is right now, the Cooper DeGene. Uh, first report was um, perhaps a turf toe, which turned out to be erroneous. Uh, there no, is... no, that part was not. He was battling turf toe for the last couple of weeks. But that didn't keep him out. right. The broken leg is going to keep him out. Yes. So that's where it started, and he'd been battling that. We heard the word last week that he didn't practice last week because of the turf toe. Mm -hmm. That was an injury he had. And I also saw something that many times turf toe can lead to different injuries in the foot and leg if you get twisted like Cooper Mm. DeGene apparently did in practice. So So he couldn't have been too bad because he was practicing this week. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you got to practice. We didn't last week. (laughs) Much. Okay. Yeah, that caveat. All right. Well, he's practicing. Was he on offense? I was told. I mean, that doesn't matter other than the fact that, you know what? Well done, Brian Ferentz. If you actually are going to, you know, try and put some plays in here for your best athlete on the team, Cooper DeGene. Not that it makes a difference how he broke his leg, but it's kind of uh, another layer of the story, I guess. Uh, was there contact? Did he just get, uh, uh, I don't know, did it get twisted the wrong way? I mean, whatever happened, it's obviously. I mean, That's yeah. Kirk Ferentz talked about that uh, last night on, on the, the radio? radio show. Yeah, yeah. And said he yeah just got twisted and caught underneath. Offense, defense, special mm. teams. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's injured. He's no. out for the year. Right. And I don't know what if he was injured offensively. What does that mean? It means that they were trying to do something different, and I credit them for that. Yeah. That's where I'm going. I don't care. If he's, I, I think, well done, Brian. Well, the, the thing that annoyed me the most is I saw a lot of these idiotic comments last night. Well, why are they even tackling at this point in the year? All right, if if you want the Iowa defense to be what they have turned into, mm-hmm. guess what? Mm-hmm. You have to practice 
tackling. What what is, what what is iron sharpen? Right, right. You want them to go out there and play patty cake? Then you can watch the USC defense. But in order to play at the level that they play at, yes, you have to practice right. tackling. Knock it off with the idiotic take. Well, he shouldn't have even been out there. Come on, mm-hmm. that's just so so sophomoric, so idiotic. Do you, that line of thinking. It's not football. It's not football, and there are plenty of teams that do it that way, mm-hmm. and guess what? They suck on the defensive side of the football. Well, I think they're painting with a pretty broad brush, but I get your point. Um, so, so we'll see what they do going forward, how much of a blow this is. Obviously, he's their best player. He's unbelievably gifted athletically. You've seen him for the last time, haven't you? I mean, he's not going to play in the bowl no, game. No, no. And, and I would anticipate that it's um, you know full speed ahead with trying to get this behind you to get ready uh, in anticipation for the draft, of which he will be or was going to be um, a first-round pick. Now, mm-hmm. I guess this is probably a better question for our buddy Matt Manasarin or somebody like right. that. You know, what, if anything, does this do um, to his draft prospects going forward in April? And he had the injury at the end of last season, so is that something you got a couple of dings now? where he's been injured a couple yeah. of different times. Is that mm-hmm. something that is a demerit for him? I, mm-hmm. I think you could definitely go down that path. Well, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, teams are staying away from Penix for that very reason. Right? Injury prone, whether he is or not, it's football. And another component to this is, what is he at the next level? Mm. Is he a safety? Is he a slot corner? Is wow. he an outside corner? Where does he fit? Because this is a guy that, well, he's been playing cornerback now for basically two years. Two years, yep. Came in at the end of his true freshman season mm-hmm. and never played cornerback before at any level of football. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty dang good yeah. right away. Yep. And that's just how talented the guy is. Well, you know what I heard Ferentz say last night, and I didn't realize this, and I was kind of blown away by it. He didn't travel with Iowa to Ames in 2021. Right. Yeah. They didn't travel. Yeah. Wasn't on the travel team Wasn't early in the season. Wasn't on the travel team in 2021. Until late in the year when injuries started to pile up. Well, I guess we're going to have to play this freshman. Yeah, got the gene in there. Yeah. And <laughs> the rest is figured history. it out. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is going to be a question for him at the next level. What do people see him as? Mm, that's good. And because of that, if they don't believe that he is a cornerback, all right, safety is not at the same level mm-hmm. outside of a few yep. being a first rounder. If I put the over under at 25 and a half. His, For his draft pick? His draft pick. If I, if I had to bet today, yes. I would take the over. Yes. I would take the over. If I would have asked you on Yesterday, Tuesday. I'd probably have taken the under. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he was probably going to go from upper teens into that, into that area. Um, inexact science, obviously, but a hell of a career. Ferentz <sighs> praised him. Mm-hmm. Um, went out of his way to make everyone realize just where he fit as far as I wonder if there'll be a time where Ference does his not his Mount Rushmore of guys, but you get my point, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. The very short list of the best of the best. You know, we we know Bob Sanders is on that Absolutely. list, but who else is? I would love to know that question, uh, and not have to speculate. Actually, get Ference to put that out there, and I know he won't now. He shouldn't now. Mm-hmm. But will there come a time when he does? I'm thinking of the guys that he talks about. He loves to go back and talk about old players. He brings up Gallery a ton. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Nelson's a guy that he brings yeah. up a bunch. And that's a guy, if his career was healthy at the NFL, I think he would have been an elite he, interior offensive lineman. He lineup. had a runner-up in the Heisman Trophy. Does he make the list? Probably not. I don't think he does. No, Brad Banks, I'm with you. Backyard football. I know. I, I get Too it. tricky. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. God forbid they continue to that path. Really? Uh, today is the 21-year anniversary of Iowa winning against Minnesota, taking down the goalposts in the yes, Metrodome. Really? And that was 21 years ago. There's a highlight package that somebody put up on Twitter today. Watching that 
boy, that looks like a different football team than what you see out there offensively and what they do and and the way that they not just ran the football, but the way that they threw the football and had some elite guys on the outside. Jeez. Different level. Don't want to do that again, though. Too risky. Nope. 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 Uh, but anyways, so we'll see. It's uh, has it the point spread moved? Is it was three and a half? Now it's three, so it ticked down a half a point. Yeah, and I saw some buyback back the other way this Did morning you? when I was looking, probably around eight o'clock or so. That yeah, the buyback was starting to come back, and the three and a halfs were starting to pop at a couple of different well, places. So. I went the other way for the chicken coop, so I'll go back to three and a half then because I went at two and a half. Well, let's take a peek here and see where we're sitting currently as we look at the uh, big board, the consensus board. Let's see. We we got threes back across the board now. So there was a three and a half. It was, I think, minus 120, though, that popped earlier this morning. But yeah, three all the way across the board for this one. Does it stay three? What's more likely? It goes back to two and a half or it goes to three and a half? I think three and a half. You know, I asked the question yesterday. I had Mike Palm on our TV show. You can see on Mediacom MC22 inside the numbers. And I asked him, Cooper DeGene. This is different than most cornerbacks because of the returnability that he has. Mm-hmm. You look at the numbers, has not allowed a touchdown this year, leads a team with five pass deflections and a couple of interceptions on the year. We know he's a lockdown defender, mm-hmm. coupled with what he does in the return game. Is a guy like that even worth a point or even a half point? And he kind of said, no, not really, which yeah. I think I'll tell you what, if I was a bookmaker at minimum, that's a half point. You know who we should we should have asked. I wish we would have brought this up. I don't know yesterday or whatever. We should have asked Kenny White because he keeps a page on every single student athlete mm-hmm. on every team, right? And I know he does because I've seen it. I, and uh, I didn't believe it, and I asked him to show me Zach Spears' page, right? And he went right to it. Yeah, a guy that's a backup, a backup, a backup lineman yeah. at Iowa State, right? Never played, and he had him, and he had him. He uh, his breakdown of every team. He does have listed quarterbacks every time there's an injury. So Cade McNamara is a four-point player. Mm -hmm. His power numbers have Iowa four points less without Cade McNamara than they did before the injury to him. And there are a few other players that are listed, usually skill position guys, a running back or a wide receiver. But yeah, that's a good one. We'll we'll hit up Kenny and see if we can maybe get an answer before the end of the day. Because I think certainly by tomorrow, yeah, it has to be a half Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. and probably a full point, just because it's not just a cornerback, not just a really good cornerback. Right? There's so much more that he means. Uh, I'm struck by some of the Iowa State players seemingly um, providing bulletin board material in their in in their description of of Texas and Texas players, and this is so un Iowa State like seemingly. I know Brees Hall said, but I thought it was after the game. What did he say? Five star talent, mm-hmm. uh, our five star culture versus five star, yeah, ta- yeah. Uh, something along those lines. But Hufford's mouthing off, and there's a number of them that are. Um, you know, taking shots. Why would you poke the bear? It doesn't make any sense, right? This is the kind of game where you want to sneak up on yes. somebody. You want to come in under the radar. Mm-hmm. Bulletin board material, I think, is fodder. That's great for us. Yeah, it's right. I mean, that's, yeah, the ball goes in the other, kick yeah. the ball off. That's out the, door, out the window. But Until the end of the game, and then if you do, yes. then you rub it And in, then it's right. the post-game press right, conference. Right, and, right. oh, yeah, we, we were waiting for it all week. Well, look, if you were down 14 nothing, you wouldn't have cared about that. It just, <laughs> right. It's something that is a self-fulfilling prophecy if you want to play that level. And if you would have got beat, well, guess what? You're not talking about that right. in the post-game if it goes that direction. But it did strike me as odd coming from all from as all places, mm-hmm. uh, Iowa State. Right, yeah. Th- this is this is not the time for it. Right. This is not the time that you're going after Texas. Mm-hmm. Now it's the last one. Yep. I know the Ames community is fired up. Oh, the Iowa God. State community. Yes. 
final opportunity to uh-huh. see the hated Longhorns. Boo Texas. Yes. Thor, do the horns down, do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, though. Poking the bear. And no, there's no need to one. do it. You know what? I, I, I saw the uh, there was video on Twitter of the uh, Jeremiah George, the, um, the the fumble that wasn't a fumble. Mm-hmm. Do you know who called that game? And I forgot about that. No. Reese Davis. Oh, really? Yeah. Back Reece, when he was doing the when, Thursday Nighters? When he was doing Thursday Nighters, yeah. When Iowa State wore the bugle helmets? With like did bugle, they that like the snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they that night? Didn't they I didn't retired look. quickly after that? Yeah, they should have been too. Yes, they should have been. This is the uh, full quote from Jared Hufford. Quote: It's going to be one heck of a farewell present. They're going to come in here on senior night in the dark. I don't think they really know what is going to be coming for them. We beaten them four out of the last five times at home. They don't have a good record here. They get all five star recruits and have all the nicest stuff in the world, and they just think. They don't stink. They just, they're just humans, and that's how I see them. They're people that have such a high ego that need to be checked. Yeah, I, there's no need for that. It's so on Iowa State-like. Mm-hmm. Is it good for us? Of course. Yes. Love it. I wish we would have been talking like this all season long. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, saving it for the Texas game. So it means a little bit more to the players as well as the fan base. Mm-hmm. They'll be in full throat. Uh, Benetti. Uh, is the play-by-play guy. I saw that uh, was posted this morning, Jason Benetti. Who is it Brock Hewitt he works yes, with? I think yeah. it is. Great team. They are a good team. Very good. I mean, Benetti's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just tremendous. White Sox fans are still in mourning they over be. that announcement that uh, he's no longer going to be with Steve Stone calling those games and going to Detroit uh, going forward. Uh, well, since we're talking baseball, real quick on this, the A's are moving. It's official. Mm-hmm. Where, where are they going to play? Where are they going to play? Right. Because how many different ideas and, well, they're going to be here, and they're going to be at the Tropicana site, and mm-hmm. there's been a bunch of them, but there's nothing official. No. Nothing close it's to It's official that they have a lease until the end of 2024 at Oakland Alameda Coliseum. All right. So they can play there in Oakland next year. But the stadium in Vegas won't be ready until 28. <laughs> the Tropicana is still a hotel. It's crazy to think. Does it take that long to build a stadium anymore? I, I, we got to knock down the one that's the the, the, sure. the hotel that's there. Yeah, I mean that's that's a couple of days, right? You knock that out, we got to remove all the stuff. I have no idea. It didn't take five years for them to build Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. No, it was a couple though. It was a couple. Yeah, yeah. couple. Twenty twenty eight. If somebody said it won't be ready till twenty twenty six, okay, mm-hmm. I get that. Twenty twenty eight. Five years? Yeah, it seems like it doesn't take time. five years to build a stadium. There have been plenty of stadiums that have gone up in less than five years. That seems highly unlikely. Yeah. Will twenty twenty five be some kind of cluster? They got to figure it out. Probably. Right. But outside of that, and I think they're trending in that direction. Now, Vegas has got to find a site. Well, they, and, yeah, and they got to go up against the teachers' union, who's going to sue them apparently huh? for the public money that's going forward. I don't know if it's uh, their pension uh, that get, that gets used. If that's where their pension is, I don't know that uh, aspect of it. Look, Mike Palm's idea was the best idea. If they're going to put baseball in Vegas, I swear to God, it is. I'm not as sure as See, you guys. I, I know, um, but but I think that you know, just having every team forced to play a weekend series or two in Las Vegas. I mean, look! Look what! See how many Jets fans were at Allegiant last week? That was for a one-off. That was for a one-off. But you don't think Mets fans or Yankees fans will do that? And you get that once every six years, unless you're in the division. No, 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 no! You're forced to play a series. No, there. Right for football, you get oh, that I once every six years. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Not every single year or a couple of times. But there'll a year. be thirty different fan bases that have the opportunity to spend a 
weekend in Vegas watching your team. And I mean, we look, got the Pirates and Reds coming up here September 4th. I'm not saying that Vegas residents are going to love it, but no. I'm not, I don't know. Will Cincinnati and Pittsburgh fans How go? many people would be there for a September series? Reds-Pirates. How many people would be in Cincinnati for that series? Not many. I mean, well, I mean, what are you going up against? So they build a stadium. What are they getting back? There's no TV revenue. MLB owns it. So MLB owns it. Yeah. Financially, does it make sense for them, though? Well, I, I don't think they'd even entertain it, obviously, if it didn't. But if it was their, if it was their stadium... Um, and they control, or well, they obviously have shared the ticket revenue with the home team, and the visiting team would get their share. I, I just think that, look, we, we see, look at the Golden Knights. Half, this, half the building mm-hmm. is opposing, eh, a third of the building is opposing fan bases. It's a destination city. I think if you're headed to Vegas, you're going to go when your team's playing there. You don't, where, where, you don't think you'd go watch the Twins? I would. Once. Mm-hmm. That's you're all talking you're asking about, to do. Well, but you're talking about in perpetuity. Yeah. Every single year doing this over the next 20 years. Is that the draw that you're looking for? I think Vegas is the draw. Yeah, I, I understand that. I just don't think you're going to see attendance well, the at the st- levels that you're thinking. Well, the stadium is only going to seat 35. It's going to be the smallest stadium in MLB, whether it's the A's or whether it would have been a Major League Baseball. Everybody's got to uh, play a weekend series there. And the Yankees-Red Sox for that first series will be banged out. Yep. And then in year six, when they play again? Probably banged out. You think so? For those two. Hmm. What about the Orioles and Rays when they get together? Well, I don't know. I mean, are the Orioles still good? Probably. Okay. So there's, what, 10,000 people go out there for it? How many people of, are going? Of the Baltimore fans? How many, or how many people are going to Oakland, Alameda, Coliseum right now? Sure. I, I understand that part. I just, I don't think it's fiscally responsible because in the interim, absolutely. It would be great. Long term, I don't think there's a sustainability that you're looking for when you need to have and to make that something that is viable, not getting TV money, not getting the same kind of revenue streams that other teams have to make that something that happens. What, what, $2 billion probably cost for the stadium? How are you recouping that money? Uh, TV. But you don't have a local TV contract. But That's you, where the money M- comes from. MLB TV Network. <laughs> what, what is that? Well, they already right. have it. You're right. And then that's where they're going to show the games. Uh huh. So they're not getting any new revenue. Well, you think DTV's going to get it for free? No, they already are paying for it. Right, but you don't think that that price is going to go up with a live programming product? They already have live programming. Yeah, but not every night they don't. Pretty close. Well, okay, we're splitting hairs. You disagree, I agree, we'll leave it at that. I don't know who's right, it's never going to happen. <laughs> That's true. We'll, we'll never decide on that one. So, um, anyways, we move on. We'll talk to Sipple coming up here. We've got another keyword to get to. Um, did I get through the rest of the... Oh, yeah, we got uh, David Eicholt to kick mm-hmm. off our number two. We'll talk to him about uh, what's going on. It, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things if it was offense. I give Brian Ferentz credit. That's all I was trying to do, mm-hmm. was applaud the fact that, hey, maybe they are trying to think outside the box. Maybe they were trying to, or finally starting to listen to some of the fan base that was clamoring for uh, Cooper DeGene to play on both sides of the ball, putting in a package for him. I didn't think was that bad of a deal. I do want to ask you this in, the, in our five minutes before we get to the keyword. I'm still not unable to wrap my mind around the overwhelming opinion that something was wrong in the investigation into the student athletes. Mm-hmm. I still don't get it. I truly don't know what in the world was done improperly. I don't get it. Help me out. So what the argument is, and Tom Brands talked about this yesterday in his press conference. Yep. Is, and Dressel the day before. Yes. 
is that the student athletes were targeted. Okay. That this was an investigation on student athletes. When the investigation started, we heard it was about underage gambling. Mm-hmm. That they were looking at underage gambling, people using. By a student athlete. Yes, using different IDs and using mm-hmm. a parent, a friend that's over 21, a, a brother, whatever it is. Yep. And that's the way that they were getting around the state rules and they mm-hmm. were looking into it. The question is when you open up this investigation, if that's really what this was about, mm-hmm. cracking down on underage sports wagering. Yep. Why are you only targeting student athletes? Because the student athletes are the only ones that conceivably can uh, have a say in the outcome of the football game. No, because that's not where the investigation started. The but that's investi- where that's what it found. Where the investigation started, though, yeah. was looking at underage gambling. Okay. That's what we were told. But if they're looking into it, and all of a sudden they find player, I don't know, Isaiah Lee. Mm-hmm. We we found Isaiah Lee's gambling. We looked into Isaiah Lee's gambling habits further. And he's betting against his own team. Shouldn't we be applauding instead of coming at them with pitchforks and torches? Yeah, that that's what. See, that's that's why I get to that point, and I have to stop because at that point, it's over for me. I can't get past. Well, they didn't look at the guy that's doing the science experiment. But when you have investigations, when you're doing things like this, and you say it's for underage gambling, right? And you target a specific population. What if it was Canadians? They were targeting only Canadians when they were doing an investigation. Is okay. that right? Well, only African Americans are what, going to be targeted what, in this investigation. What started, but that's not true, though. That, was there? Have we heard one other instance of anybody that is a general student population? But why would we, Trent? They have sports are multi-billion because dollars. The reason for the investigation was to crack down on underage gambling. And it started with a student athlete, and they looked into the student athlete, and they realized that there's this is somewhat, uh, there's more here than we thought. Aren't they at that point compelled to see if there are student athletes betting on or against their own team? Yes. And they did, and they found out that to be true? Yes, you're exactly right. You are 100% right. What the argument is, you cannot investigate a certain population. Legally, you cannot do that. And if that's what it is, we are only targeting student-athletes, you can't do that. That's where the argument is. If it was about what they initially said, Mm -hmm. underage gambling, then the investigation is that. That's not what they did. They are targeting a certain population. You can't do that. You can't. You can't target African-Americans. You you cannot target a specific population. And that's what they did in this investigation, it appears, from the outside looking in. That's where the argument is. So, but we forget what got us to this point in the beginning, so these guys should get off? Is that what we're saying? No, I don't think anybody's saying that. Why are you only investigating a certain population? That's not how an investigation is supposed to work. You cannot specifically target a specific group. Were there any females involved? Why was it only the two highest, biggest, most revenue, known, the West known, and with Iowa and Iowa State? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't you and I? Why wasn't Drake? Why wasn't Co? Why wasn't Do we Buda know Vista? for a fact that they weren't? I don't know for can, a fact. Can you bet on Co games? You can you and I. You can Drake. I get that, but that's just, I, don't, I don't have a problem with you can, if they would have gone that far. Morningside, when they get to the national championship game, if, you can if, Grandview. Right? Yeah. If. Why weren't they targeted? Um. Because that they can't influence the games that they're betting on because you can't bet on those games? But you can't Drake, you and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no problem with that. And do so we why know, weren't they targeted? Do we know for a fact that they weren't? Well, not for a fact. I mean, nobody's come out and said it. Mm-hmm. But have we heard about any you and I or Drake 
student-athletes that were involved? Uh, not to this point, no. Not to this point. Do you believe that there is not a Drake or UNI student-athlete that bet on sports? No. Right. No, I wouldn't be. I'd be that'd be ridiculous. So that's what the argument is, that you are targeting only two schools, mm-hmm. only a specific population. That's where it is. It's not to say that they should get off. Mm-hmm. It's not that there were bad things. And the DCI did a great job of, in the investigation finding out that, yes, you had student-athletes betting on their own sport. Correct. That's the ultimate no-no. That's not what the argument is. The argument is you're, you're targeting a specific group, and you can't do that. Or why did you do that? Uh, because they had information that someone was betting on sports, betting against their team. That's not where the investigation started, though, either. They looked into that. Mm-hmm. And they found that. They found that, which is great. Yes. Because we that is something that needs to be known. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's not where the discrediting comes from. Why only a specific group? Uh, interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I don't know what to what to say about that. I mean, again, I I, I applaud them for for doing this because if you if you don't have the integrity of sport, what do you have? Seriously, what do you have? Um, and I can't get past that. Let's get Gil in here. I I guess I I do in a way understand that part of 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 um of your pushback. Gil, welcome to the show. How are you, Gil? I'm fine. I think what what he's trying to get apart to you is. How come they didn't get my neighbor's kid, who's 18 years old, how come they didn't get him for gambling? How come they didn't get my nephew for gambling? How come they didn't get all these other kids in the state for gambling? Just to go on to the players, that is discriminatory. You really think it is, even though even though the players are betting against their team and therefore potentially but and Ken, I'm not that's saying not they where did. It started and that's where the investigation started was underage gambling. That's what we were told that's by right. the DCI. But have we have we been told that by the DCI? That's where the investigation started was underage gambling. That's where the initial when the first guys were mm-hmm. hit up with the different fines and different things that came their way. That's what it was about. That's what they were trying to crack down on. Yeah. Yet it was only for a specific population. Because what the, they should have done was take all these other kids that when they found all this out is yeah. out of the eighties go, thank you for your scholarship. Have a nice day. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gil, thanks for thanks, the call. Gil. Appreciate you listening, Mark. How are you, Mark? Hey guys. Hey, um, let's see. It's Ross, right? Yeah, no, it's Ross. Trent. It's Ross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trent, I do think you're wrong a little bit when you talk about you can't specific uh, target a specific group. I mean, clearly there are protected classes, you know, that we all know that you can't single out. But we're talking about behavior here, and I don't mean the behavior of gambling. I mean, an athlete is sort of a chosen category. And I very much think it is legal for law enforcement to, you know, narrow the narrow their look i mean the earlier call why didn't i get why didn't they get my 18 year old nephew or whatever he said or neighbor well because they don't know about it you know right. but 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 and i'm not clear about how it started you might have a good point there trent but i mean you know ken's point is absolutely right on these these are people that are in a position that have the ability to know stuff and gamble with it potentially that those of us who don't hang out in the athletic complex wouldn't have. So it, I doubt it is illegal for them to have targeted the athletes. Mm. We'll see, Mark. Uh, I think we all want clarity. Appreciate the call, Mark. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. And if it comes out and the DCI says, this started with a student-athlete, believe that's what I have been told, this started with a student-athlete mm-hmm. using somebody else's identification, yep. it was a family member that didn't know their identification was being used, and the investigation... And, Oh, 
this is a student athlete. We have to investigate this and we have to investigate student athletes. Mm -hmm. Come out and say that Mm -hmm. because I would completely buy in. But hiding behind a second, you know, it just popped into my head. So this started in Iowa. Mm -hmm. What if it would have come out that it was a state in Iowa? It didn't go to Iowa State. Right. Can you, can you look at one and not the yes, other? Right. I mean, we, I hate when we have a Hawkeye guest on and not a Cyclone guest on the same show. Yeah. I do. It drives, it's driven me nuts. And I know there are circumstances that doesn't work out every day. Today being one of those days. Um, yeah, Derek but, Duke. But, yeah, I couldn't Pete, do it. Right, Mundo, right. Matt. Yeah, we, we struck we out. Tried with, three. We, we, went we tried, we tried with, uh, to get a Big 12 guest there. We couldn't do it. Um, but could you look at Iowa, look at Iowa and find some Malfians there? And they just end the investigation. <laughs> well, and that's the part, at minimum, with you and I. There are three regent universities in our state. Right. That all have mm-hmm. full athletic departments. Yep. Not private like Drake. Yep. Why isn't there you and I, then? That's, that's a part of the yeah. kind of stepping off point, too, where you're yeah. only targeting the ones that matter most. Yeah. And it's Iowa and Iowa State. And I don't believe that there's... <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. I mean, right. Yeah. We know better than that. Mm-hmm. So why did the investigation start there? Why did it have to morph into Iowa State? Mm-hmm. If it started at Iowa, which I believe it did. Yeah, I think it did too. If it started there, why did you include Iowa State in it? You almost have to when you do one. Why not all three then? Yeah. I. That's. Those are some of those questions that need to be answered by mm-hmm. the DCI. Mm-hmm. And if the DCI comes out and says... When we found out it was a student athlete where this all started, where I believe it started. Do you think we'll ever know? Because we don't to this point. And, and why hasn't anybody said anything? And I get that. The, I mean, yesterday was, uh, you know, the you guys in the media not looking into this thing, uh, th- sweeping it under the rug. Well, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Well, we need, who is the old investigative uh, guy at the register? Tom. Tom Witoski. Yeah, we need Tom Witoski. Absolutely we need, need him Tom Witoski. Because he would be able to get to the bottom of this. And right. we would know the questions that we're looking for. Like, I, I have no idea how I go about doing something like that as a quote-unquote journalist. Yeah, I mean, I no and, and look, at, look around, folks. Yeah. Look at your newspaper. It's bare bones. It's bare bones. Yeah. That's where we're at, unfortunately. Yes. That is the reality of the situation. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is. If the DCI would come out and say that, we had to because of the integrity mm-hmm. of sport. Right. I understand. Yes. I understand what you're saying. I would ask the question, why not you and I? But that's a, that's a small sliver of what we're talking about. Uh-huh. But the DCI has not come out and said that. Right. And until they do, until we hear something from either the Gaming Commission or the DCI, this is why we had to we're do that. We're not going to hear anything from the Gaming Commission. Some of the, one, of the, one of the athletes' fathers <laughs> called the Gaming Commission yes. and taped the call for crying out right. loud. <laughs> if we would get that, though, then... At least we would have an understanding, but yeah. we're not getting that. Yeah. And that's where the frustration from mm-hmm. players, parents, that's where their frustration is. Fans? Absolutely. In a, in a big-time way. I mean, I see the lawsuits all the time. That why well, It's going to be the biggest class-action lawsuit, and the state's going to pay. For what? We'll see. I We'll see. Um, we'll take a timeout. Before we do that, though, we'd love to pay you $1,000. How about some NIL money? Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter the nationwide keyword cash at KXNO.com. Cash at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our buddy Stephen M. Sipple on 3 Media. We're a ton late. Uh, Sip's got a hard out coming up here in about oh, six or seven minutes, so let's get to him. Sip, Trent and Ken. Boy, the turnovers continue to haunt the quarterback position at, at Nebraska. Sipai, you've covered this team for a long, long time. Uh, can you recall a, a season where the quarterback has been responsible uh, for as many turnovers as they both have been? It's ridiculous. It probably happened 30 years, but I can't remember it. And I would say this. I can't – it's possible that that's happened. You know, they, they ran option and – you know, the ball was on the ground. You know, when you run it and you, you handle the ball like that, like the old Oklahoma teams would fumble nine times in a game and win. Now, I would say this, though. I don't know if I remember a season where the, the quarterback issues threatened to define the season mm. and, and actually threatened to sort of undercut the season, where it's basically on the quarterbacks plural. And if I was that group, I think what would motivate me right now is just that. I mean, you're five and five. You have a chance to go to a bowl game for the first time since 2016. We can't, if I was a quarterback there, I'd say we can't let our position group drag down the program because it's a pretty good program. Mm -hmm. It's it's good enough defensively. It's got a good enough offensive line. The running backs are a I mean, they're not that bad, even though they're, you know, they're down to the fourth string. It's just 27 turnovers, which leads the nation, which leads the nation by many, and it's 22 by the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real threat to undercut, I guess, undercut or, or kind of... Uh, derail? Yeah, derail progress, derail the season, yes. So Matt Rule had some things to say about the frustration in the fan base and going after the offensive coordinator there. I, I thought pretty, pretty real comments from the head coach, something that you don't always see talking about. Definitely the frustrations that continue to build inside the fan base with this offense. Well, yeah, and naturally when that's happening, what we just discussed, the offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach will come under some level of fire. And, and, you know, this is Marcus Satterfield we're talking about. And it's an interesting, to me, it's sort of interesting conversation in that I look at it in a couple ways, or I split the conversation in half to a certain degree. The offense is, you know, it, it's really, they, they've lost. I've, I've told you guys, we've talked about this all season. They've lo- they lost a lot of firepower to injury at both receiver mm-hmm. and running back, and even up front a little bit, too. I mean, they're playing with two guys that didn't start the season because of, because of injuries. So I kind of give him a pass on the play-calling offensive part of it, but he's also the quarterback's coach, and those guys have been terrible. I mean, just the, 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 I mean you got almost got to see it well. You, if you watch the Maryland game, you almost have to see it to believe it. <laughs> really, you know? it's 
that bad. Yeah. So I don't. You can't give him a pass for that. But 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 what Rule did was say we're not we're not changing. I mean, we're not gonna look. And he has a point. We're just not gonna. We have all these young guys on offense. We're not just gonna change the language, change change our approach after one year. We're gonna we're gonna stick with it and get better. So I, it makes sense to me. And he basically in. He invoked the past too. He said, "How's that work around here? Just continually <laughs> make it." So it was interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, Wisconsin this week, SIP, a team that's lost four out of five, including that last week to Northwestern. Who, by the way, I couldn't be rooting for any harder in this next two weeks to get that elusive sixth win for David Braun and uh, get this team to bowl eligibility, which would be remarkable. But uh, when it comes to Wisconsin, when what what's gone wrong with this team this year, SIP? They're in a free fall right now. They absolutely are in a free fall. It's, I mean, they're five and five and three and four in the Big Ten, which is Nebraska's record. But it's a much different conversation in that there's discord there. I mean, it's it's serious. And I, you, you know, Jeff Patrick is at the Milwaukee sure. Journal. Yeah. And I've talked to Jeff at length this week, and there there's serious problems there. And Jeff's written about it. I'm not I'm not saying anything he hasn't written about. That you know, there's locker room problems. Mm-hmm. And it it it's boiled. Um, it's hot. It's not good. You now what you're talking about is Spickle lost the team. It kind of looked like it against Northwestern when Northwestern went ten for ten on third down conversions to start that game. They were ten out of their first ten third down. Robust booing at Camp Randall. I mean, robust. It's and then they you know and here's the other issue. Braylon Allen only was able to play three, a handful of plays. I think he got three carries and he couldn't go on his ankle. Now, how is he? I don't know. I don't know if you'll see him or not. Uh, Bryson Green, the transfer transfer receiver from Oklahoma State, went down late in the Northwestern game. They carded him off, and they don't have they didn't have a vertical passing game to speak of uh, before Green went down. So, what I would tell you. Oh, you guys freak me off the line. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> that, that, uh, um, so here's the deal. I, I would close by saying, oh, I don't have to close. I'm all right time-wise. Okay. Um, this game's tailor-made for Nebraska to win. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Even with the quarterback problems, as long as the quarterbacks just can be adequate, this is tailor-made because – Wisconsin doesn't stop the run particularly well, and quarterbacks run on them. Nebraska's quarterbacks can run. No matter who you put out there, they all can run. Okay? Nebraska's Achilles heel on defense, which hasn't been, I shouldn't call it Achilles heel, it's been a vulnerability, is an explosive pass play. They don't throw, Wisconsin doesn't throw vertical pass play. Pass play. They, they can't. They don't have the guys. And they, their system doesn't even do much of that. So I think. I like Nebraska's chances a lot because they will have the best unit on the field by far, The Nebraska's defense. Easily the best unit on the field. It might be kind of like the Iowa game. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if it, if it turns out a bit like that. Speaking of the Iowa game, is it supposed to snow next Friday, Sip? Uh, it's, I, I, I've only heard a little bit. And I'm not good at the AccuWeather thing. I don't look ahead very much. But the, I, I just heard today that it's supposed to be cold. Somebody told me, if you're going to ride your Harley, 
do it this week because you ain't going to be doing it next week. <laughs> Good stuff. Sip, enjoy Madison, NBC, Saturday night, and then next Friday. Uh, of course, uh, as we do every Thanksgiving, we've got to find a way. We'll, I'll work with you. Uh, I'll, I'll get in touch with you, rather, to, to find a slot uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday when we can opine on the Black Friday tilt as we're off Thursday and Friday. So, Sip, we'll talk early in the week next week. I will reach out. Thanks, pal. Enjoy Madison. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay, take right. care, guys. Good to talk to you. Stephen M. Simple on 3 Media. Uh, Wisconsin this week, Iowa next week, they need one of them. Uh-huh. Is this week the more probable? Um, hmm. They've lost Again, four before five yesterday. Wisconsin. Yeah, true. <laughs> before yesterday, uh-huh. I would have said... They better get it this week. Better get it this week. Yeah. But Sip just said it. These are two tailor-made games. Grind it out. Don't make a mistake. And make a play in the fourth quarter. They do that in either of these two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think they will win. Their defense is that good. They are very good. Their offensive line is good, too. Just stop making mistakes. Yeah, it's unreal. It's unheard of. 22 it, it, turnovers by the quarterbacks. By the quarterbacks. It's unthinkable. Weather. Next Friday. Black Friday in go. Lincoln. Here we go. Cloudy with a high of 38 winds, 10 to 15 miles an hour, just a 17% chance of precipitation. All right, that's not bad. Then. Right. That's not bad. Maybe a flurry. Yeah. That's Big Ten football that's in November, right. baby. Just feels right when you get those flurries flying. And Absolutely. Hopefully we get those for Ohio State, Michigan. Am I crazy that I want to jump aboard with Ohio State right now? Really? And, and take how many points? What is the number? What's the advanced line? <sighs> it was north of the, I think it was four and a half, something like that. Am I crazy? Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, I don't I, know. I, there's just something that in the last, it, it's like in the last day. Mm-hmm. Something just, so one thing, maybe a reason behind this, I was trying to find a book that was going to let me do a correlated parlay with Marvin Harrison Jr. to win the Heisman yeah. with Ohio State to win the Big Ten. And no one will let you do that? Couldn't do it at Circa. Couldn't mm-hmm. do it at DraftKings. Couldn't do it at FanDuel, Bet Rivers. Let's see what else I tried. I tried like six different ones. I tried every one that I have an app on, and no, nobody would let me do that, that correlated parlay, because that would be a pretty good price. I mean, you can get Marvin Harrison out plus 450, throw in Ohio State up basically two to one to win the Big Ten. Is, is, so you think that this is the year that a known quarterback has a legitimate chance? Obviously, the bookmakers do because he's 450. Right. And it's four and a half to one. That's pretty low price for a non QB. Daniels should be. Uh-huh. In the past, he would have been, but this thing has morphed into. Just an award that's hard for me to even get real excited about anymore. Well, Bo Nix is still the favorite, right? Yes. And Penix the second choice? Yes. And we'll get to see that game likely again. Yep. The yep. Oregon State with a win still got a path yeah, they to do. get into that championship When game. is that game? Is that middle of the afternoon on Saturday? They've or? changed it around recently. That's a great question. Well, let's take a quick time out. We'll All come right. back and, and Lee Sterling out. is going to be moved yes. to for, push it back an hour? Uh, to about 12.30. We're going to get him. Yep. Okay. And then we'll, uh, we'll do our chicken coop right afterwards into my picks in the second hour. All right. It's coming up on 10 minutes before noon. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. 12.27. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I here with you until uh, just before 1 o'clock. 
Looks like we have a kneel down in the eight. Is this the eight player we're watching? Eight player, yeah. Eight player's fun to watch because he got the weird lines because yeah. obviously they condense yep. the field down. It's it's a fun watch. And Algona Bishop Garrigan is going to win the state championship as they lead it 39 to 30 over Bedford. F- most famous player to, uh, to play, was it Chad Greenway played eight man football? They played nine man in football. South Dakota. Yep. Did they? Yep. They're weird over there. It is it's different, definitely, no doubt about that. We got more championship games uh, later today, and of course, the nightcap will come Friday night with the five A championship game, Ankeny Southeast Spoke, and you can hear it right here on one hundred six point three KXNO. Myself and Adam Benz will be on the call for that one. That will also come up in the chicken coop. That's oh, our tiebreaker. Nice. Total points in that bad. Oh, I like that. Um, Carissa Thompson, did you see what uh, she she's got herself in a bunch of hot water? I think. So I didn't even click. I saw it and I didn't even click. So on it. she admitted that she makes up sideline reports. <laughs> she <laughs> makes them up. If a coach says she doesn't get with a coach or he runs out without her talking uh-huh. or without him talking to her, she just makes it up. Hmm. And she actually admitted to doing that. Yeah, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Uh, and she's on part of the broadcast tonight. I mean, she won't be the sideline, but I found that very. I mean, why would you out yourself right? the way that she did? Because you know this is just going to it's going to take on a life of its own. How many other reporters are right. doing this? I'm going to guess she's not alone. Oh, I would think not. Right. Um, what's her buddy Aaron Andrews think of, of Carissa Thompson <laughs> yes. coming out and and uh, peeling the curtain back on sideline reporters? That's going to be a fun podcast no, coming up later in the week, no, right? That's for sure. One would think. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with David Eicholt. Where does Iowa go? Uh, we know the Weijin, who's been really good, and he can fly. He can absolutely. He's really really quick. Yep. Uh, we'll talk to uh, David Eicholt coming up to kick off hour number two. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, bottom of the hour. Chicken Coop, we'll do that. Trent's plays of the day. Do you like the game tonight? Uh, have a lean. Haven't put it in officially. Five and two yesterday, though. It's another good winning Heating day for you. 39 and 28 college basketball already on the season. Great start. Hour two next, 106.3 KXNO.